0: Whether you're a polyamateur or polyambitious, polyambiguous or polyam, I really hold your head high, let your freaky flag fly, cause your polyamory should be uncensored.
1: Hi there, and welcome to Polyamory Uncensored, a podcast where we, your hosts, Lindsay Miller and Katie Williams, interview a poly person each episode, and we try to answer the five points of journalism. Who, what, when, where, and why, as it pertains to
0: our poly lives. Welcome to episode 72, where we talk with John about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the just plain complicated truths of our poly life. So, John, who are you?
2: Uh, okay, I've, uh, I'm, a, I'm a cis male. I'm heterosexual, uh, I think, at least. Uh, haven't tried anything else. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a musician. Um, used to be a rock musician. Now I, I only do music for the movies, mostly American stuff. Uh, I'm a father. I'm a husband. um, I'm a metalhead. I like comedy. I like women more than one, obviously. I think that's about it. Well, and something that I think is kind of special is uh, where are you from
1: and where are you recording from right now?
2: I'm actually at a date right now. With uh, I don't think she's comfortable that I would call her my girlfriend yet, you know, but I'm working on it. Uh, I meant
1: meant the country, but that's also interesting. (laughs)
2: I'm in her kitchen in a country called Norway, which is not the capital of Sweden, by the way. <laughs> uh, it's, an, it, it's an actual country. Uh, it's a small country in the far north. Uh, one of the most northern states uh, in the world, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's usually pretty cold here. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, welcome. We're very glad to have you here. Thanks. Thanks. Um, the next question that we usually ask people is what does polyamory mean to you?
2: Well, uh, I'll try to make this short, but I have a uh, ADHD, uh, no ADHD, I think. Mm-hmm. So I tend to wonder, but uh, it was a process that, that started like uh, consciously uh, in, in 2017 uh, and me and my wife, we, we talked about it, and we actually tried it out pretty fast, and it didn't really work out. So we stopped it at the, you know at, at the beginning in 2018. And I've had like three years almost to kind of wrap this around my mind. I've been reading about it, been listening to podcasts, and you know, uh, just trying to get used to the idea of doing it, because I, I, I always knew that this is something that I want to do. But I just wasn't ready back in 2017, I think. I just didn't know what I needed to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I've been dating for, I don't know, maybe six months or something. Um, not that many dates, but, I've, you know, I'm out there. I'm doing it. Uh, and it, feels, it, it actually feels normal to me now. Uh, my wife is dating. She's uh, bisexual, so she's dating girls. And it's a really weird feeling to me to feel that I'm actually not jealous because I was really jealous before, uh, you know, but I've been working on it, so I guess poly for me is like it makes me feel free to meet others, and it also makes me feel free that it actually doesn't bother me that much that my wife does um you know um and it it it's a great feeling you know to not you know to not actually be jealous. That I can sit at home and watch, you know, two or three movies while she's dating, and I'm, and and all of a sudden I realized that I actually haven't thought about the fact that she's out on a date for like four hours, which would be impossible for me like five years ago.
1: Sure. <laughs> you know. Uh, so what drew you to polyamory?
2: I guess the short answer would be women. Uh, Yes. I like, you know, I like girls. Uh, I used to be a rock musician. And I think the only way I got to date before, before I met my wife, was the fact you know, that when you're on a stage and you've played a gig, uh, I started to realize after a couple of years that uh, you're basically the guy with the big swinging dick in the room (laughs) right after the show. So girls would approach me and you know, and you know, sometimes I would take advantage of it. Sometimes I wouldn't. Um, you know, so, and I think I I had my first first uh, girlfriend when I was fifteen, and she always said that when her friend came over, which had the exact same name as her, uh, actually, uh, I'm I'm not going to say her name, but uh, uh, she always said that you always have this spark sparkle in your eye when she comes over. Why is that? And of course, when I think back, it was because I was in love with her too. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was in love with two girls that had the same name. that they, they looked they they looked totally different. Uh, they had uh, quite the opposite, you know, in in the personal spectrum. But but of course, back then I I didn't know what Polly was. This was back in 1995, which is you know quite some time ago. So I just felt shameful, you know. Um, and I just you know I I. I didn't do anything about it. And, and it, it's it been this way for me in all my relationships, I guess. I've always been conscious that even though I am with a girl, I still, you know, get smitten or I've, you know, I fall in love with other girls and I've always felt, you know, kind of ashamed. I've actually never been unfaithful in my life, uh, which is not something I'm proud of. It's just a fact that I've never been. Uh, so uh, I, so I think I've always been poly, I think, since I started dating, but I just never really done it, you know, for real f- before now, I guess.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. So what, if anything, do you find difficult about being polyamorous?
2: Now I think it's the, it's just to make it all work, uh, you know, uh, because, uh, yeah, because of work, I work and so does my wife. We have a child uh, and the people we're dating, they also have, you know, busy lives. So we're all into that calendar thing now. Uh, uh, And I think, you know, it's not difficult, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a daily thing, you know, to make time for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think if I'm going to go back in time, I think it was that whole, um, I think it's uh, compersion, You guys call it. Yeah. That was a real big challenge for me. And, you know, uh, it it still is sometimes Uh, I can still get this small, uh whiffs of you know of jealousy uh but it's you know it's it's really uh you know it's 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 not a big thing and I feel like I can handle it now, so it's like uh you know m- maybe five minutes that I'm kind of oh fuck she's out on a date and I'm home here you know uh and uh I feel kind of bad about it but then but then you know uh I get my shit together and uh and then I'm good.
0: I saw something about my own jealousy patterns recently that I thought was really funny. Um, Mm -hmm. When my girlfriend is out doing something um, fun on a a night that we might have expected to have a date based on Mm -hmm. our typical calendars. Um, I found that I tend to go like, I'm going to go do something really productive. And like I make some plan and, you know, do a thing. And it's very funny to me because it's actually like, it's super productive and it's fun and I end up having a great weekend. So it's a positive outcome, but Mm. it's definitely driven by like, well, fine then.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I know exactly what you mean, because uh, I tend to do my composing, uh, you know, for the films uh, and stuff like that whenever she's on a date, because that really keeps me focused and busy. uh, uh, And I, and then I don't have to think about uh, that she's making out with some girl. You know? <laughs>
1: uh, so well, you actually did kind of bring this up. Our next question is: When did you know you were poly? And and you said that you you know you already had ideas about it or 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 kind of like an inkling when you were fifteen. Mm. But when did you actually start identifying with the term?
2: Yeah, I think I tried to identify in 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 twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. but I just. But I just realized that I wasn't ready. So I I messaged all the girls that I've been, you know, I had a couple of dates and I also was in contact with some girls and, and I was honest. I just said, you know, I, I think this is too soon for me. I I, I have to take a break and, and I, I, I have to think about this. And I think it was a good thing because I hadn't really gone into like a serious, you know, relationship with anybody. It was just on a dating, you know, kind of casual still. Uh, so I I guess uh, I only have identified as poly for maybe, maybe six months now that it feels like, you know, this is me and, you know, I'm comfortable with it. Uh, I'm not afraid. I'm not uncertain. Uh, of course, there's still a lot of stuff that I haven't experienced that I'm kind of excited about. Uh, so yeah, maybe six months now, I think. Newbie. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> but a newbie who's been thinking about it for a while, which is I yeah. think probably actually an advantage to being a newbie in, in the sense that you have just identified. Most people, I think, go through some of those growing pains you described as your experience back in nineteen in uh, 2017.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think – yeah. Uh, and i, I want to thank you guys before I forget it, because it, it is actually mostly because of your podcast uh, that I've uh, uh, made it to the point where I am actually, because just uh, and i've heard' uh, I've, I've heard others say this uh, on your podcast, just recognizing myself um, myself uh, in their stories and how they've dealt with stuff, you know uh, it just made it feel you know real familiar and, and, you know, and safe and secure. And, and uh, you know, just the fact that there are other guys uh, and, and women and hands and, you know, transgender and all the stuff out there that has the same issues that I have or had. And I think especially the episode, I think it was episode 31 with uh, getting into the uh, discomfort with Jack, I think that was called. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was the episode that really kind of really resonated with me. Uh, because all the things he said was, uh, it was like, like this, you know, it, it really merged with all the feelings and uncertainties and all the questions I had, you know, in my head. Uh, so I think that was, that was my podcast turning point. So, th- <laughs> yeah. So thank you guys.
0: <laughs> I'll I'm
1: let so Jeff happy. know.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. And, and thank you, Jack. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Um. Mm. So do you feel like you're different from other people being poly?
2: Sometimes I do. Um. You know, uh, I keep it pretty private. Uh, my wife is more open about it. But, you know, she's also a uh, she has a job that makes her, I, I don't know, more. Um, yeah, she knows more about this than I do. And she's always been you know uh kind of ahead of me in in this part of getting ready for it i think she was ready back in 2017 it, w- it was basically me holding back so because she's like she always reads up like tons of articles and and does all that research stuff that i'm not that good at uh so um, excuse me what was the question again
0: <laughs> it was if i'm uh, wondering if you felt different from other people
2: yeah, I do feel different, and it's because uh, I've talked about poly, but like not about myself. Uh, but I've talked about the idea of you know open marriage, uh, you know having several partners. I've talked to work colleagues, to my friends, and a lot of people, you know, they make this face, and, and it's like uh, I could never do that. Uh, if my partner, uh, I would kill my partner if you know if she or him uh so it's not that i feel like it's like an attitude that i get but it make it makes me feel different because Mm. most of the people that i talk to uh they don't they don't identify with that at all and and i can and sometimes i can even see them you know kind of cringe and i can see there are that they are actually uncomfortable just talking about it even though i haven't said like do you want to date me you know Mm -hmm. it's just uh
0: Right. Just a conversation.
2: Yeah. It makes them feel uncomfortable. They blush and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So it, that makes me feel different because it doesn't make me blush anymore. Yeah. You know, sometimes it does because I'm I'm kind of vanilla still, you know, uh, I'm trying to be dominant, but I'm still, you know, working on it. So I still blush and I feel kind of, I feel silly, uh, you know, but it, yeah, it, it definitely makes me feel different. It does. Yeah. So, where are you in your poly journey? I think i'm I just passed the start line, I mm-hmm. guess <laughs> um, uh, and I do realize that uh, there are a lot of things that I haven't done and uh, I'm not in a relationship outside my marriage yet. I'm dating um, so I, I I guess I'm just starting yeah, I think uh, but it feels really good uh, and I feel and i di- I didn't expect to feel this way, but i feel I feel liberated i feel free um i'm actually more happy now than i've been for many years because uh, um, just because the fact that you know uh, i have set my wife free and she has set me free uh you know if you love someone set them free you know that whole thing Mm -hmm. you know and it it actually feels good Uh, and i think that's a feeling that i couldn't imagine before but now i feel it i'm glad for her I'm glad that she's dating, and I'm happy that she's happy that I'm dating, also. Yeah. So it's just a overall good feeling, you know. Like you know, nineteen sixty-eight, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, is there anywhere that you hope your poly journey will take you? Where do you hope to go, if anywhere?
2: Uh, I think uh, there are a couple of things. Uh, I do want to get like a girlfriend mm-hmm. uh, that I can date like steadily. I think that would be nice, and also. Uh, I do want to explore uh, my dominant side, which is still pretty vanilla, according to my date today. Uh, and I do want to explore that and get more comfortable with my dominant side, uh, You know, which I know I have. But it's just that I'm not that experienced with it yet. I, I haven't really done it that much, uh, but I really do like it. And I think it's uh, important for me to explore that. And uh, I I have also realized that i kind of have a things uh, I kind of have a thing for transgender women. Uh, I can't really explain why, uh, and I, I think that's why I I kind of when you ask me in the beginning uh, how I identify, uh, you know, uh, because I say I am a cis male heterosexual, but I still I get kind of a turn on uh, from from that whole. Transgender, uh, transgender thing. Uh, so I guess uh, it's something that I probably will explore. Um, and I'm on OKCupid. Okay uh, that I I started a profile because of you guys because uh, <laughs> I didn't know about that app at all. Uh, and I I have had some contacts with a couple of transgender, you know, people, and uh, it it feels cool, you know, cool to be opening to, you know. Mm -hmm. something different than, than what I'm used to. I think, you know, yeah.
0: Heterosexual, but in a slightly more complicated way.
2: Yeah. It's complicated, man.
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) And uh, why do you think you are poly?
2: Yeah. That's a really good question. Um, The thing is uh, I love people, but I, but I also kind of hate people because they're annoying. (laughs) Uh, So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of divided that way, but and, and I'm also a uh, introvert, uh, you know, for the most part. But of course, that's kind of a strange thing since I've also been a touring musician. I've done things that have exposed me to a lot of people over time. Uh, but I think it's just that um, uh, I fall in love with personal qualities in people. And I've also had, I think it's called like a man crush. And it's not a sexual thing, you know. But uh, it's, it's like I've been really obsessed with like this new friend or this new person, and and he's a man, and I'm not I'm not thinking about it in a sexual way, but I sense that i like I like I really want to be with this person, even mm-hmm. though it's it, it's not a romantic thing, uh, and I'm I'm starting to realize that I I think I love people more than I hate people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. because I used to really. Uh, you know uh i used to be like a misanthrope i think uh, that whole nihilistic thing you know being a hard cool metalhead and you know <laughs> listening listening to type one negative and being all cool like that you know and uh i i, I just don't think i'm i'm that cool anymore uh <laughs> I, I just I'm, I'm i'm not too cool for school i do actually like people yeah. and i do want to meet people even though it's kind of hard for me to admit because i've been writing on this uh dysentropic wave for like 20 years now uh but i'm i'm trying to 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 open up you know to meet people and i do actually like meeting people so it's been a process and uh i think that's why i'm poly because i do actually love people i do Um, and i'm kind of embarrassed to admit it but i do
0: (laughs) um well your secret's safe with us (laughs)
2: thanks
0: (laughs) so why did you agree to be interviewed
2: well as far as I remember, I think I kind of talked my way into this. But uh, <laughs> I think I bothered Lindsay with a couple of messages uh, a couple of months ago. And it's it's I'm inspired by the woman I'm dating now. Uh, I'm, I'm in her kitchen, as I told you. And she told me earlier this year that this is her yes year. She's going to say yes to everything. And I've never had a yes year. But I thought, yeah, you know, uh, there's... Been happening uh, quite a few good things for me when I've just like leaped into things, Uh, asked for things that I wanted or contacted people that, you know, that I normally wouldn't contact. And I really, really like your podcast. So I thought, you know, it would be really cool, you know, to just meet you guys and talk to you guys. It's not that important for me that that it's going to be out there. But, you know, just to be able to talk to you and Lindsay and, you know, to have that experience. So that's why I... I didn't agree. I asked to be interviewed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And you had messaged me when I had, like, uh, I don't know, it was probably like four or five episodes lined up and some of them were already recorded. So I was like, absolutely. You could be on the podcast. It's mm. going to be a couple months, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but I was like, that's, uh, you know, some of the ideas you had uh, sent me were really cool. And so it's like, yes, 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 absolutely. Uh, keep me, keep reminding me, but yes, absolutely. Eventually. Yes. We'll get you on. Uh, but yeah. I love that. I love when people message us and, and say like, Hey, I have a story to tell. Would you like to hear it? And we're like, Absolutely. Because that these
0: conversations are so much fun and so rewarding for me. Like I just really enjoy the meeting with people and connecting with them and feeling like, okay, like we're meeting people from our community from all over the world.
2: It's just cool.
0: It's just fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It is. I'm starting to realize that now. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We are going to take a quick break and when we come back, we'll talk about our topic. Interested in more Polyamory Uncensored content? You're in luck. We just started a blog, polyamoryuncensored.wordpress.com. We're going to be showcasing stuff like episode breakdowns, polyamory and ethical non monogamy related book reviews, and guest posts from authors like you. If you'd like to be a guest author, contact us at polyamoryuncensored.gmail.com at and you might be able to see your work up on our website. Again, that's com and we're going to have some fun, new, poly-related content for you. Thanks. See you there. All right. We are back. And uh, today we are talking to John and we're going to talk a little bit about like self-discovery through dating, finding things out about yourself and, and, and finding new interests. And you've mentioned that you've been dating a lot, um, over these past like six months since you really started identifying as polyamorous, what Mm -hmm. are the kind of things that you have discovered and maybe, um, new things about yourself that you've discovered?
2: I think that, uh, at least one of the things is that I've discovered that uh, you know m- my dominant side that has been kind of dormant, uh, I think, for most of my life uh, is starting to wake up. Um, and I've had some experiences uh, on dates that I've, yeah, I've let myself loose uh, uh, at least a lot more than I've usually been comfortable with. I I think st- I think it's still a lot more. Uh, that I could do or be more comfortable with than I am now. Um, wow. You know, and uh, now I'm dating a girl that's, uh, you know, she's really into being a submissive uh, and she wants me to be dominant. So, so she, and, and she's been poly for like, I don't know, 15, 17, 18 years. So she's like a pro you know, compared to me, uh, and she's like the, basically the spokesperson for Poly in in Norway. So you know, I'm like the new kid on the block, and she knows everything. Uh, so uh, you know, but she's been really cool about it. She's challenging me. Uh, you know, she's she's been pushing my boundaries a bit. You know, uh, you know, to make me do what I actually want to do. But i but but you know, stuff that I've usually been too shy or too afraid or uncertain to actually do even though i have had you know fantasies about being dominant and god knows i have watched a lot of porn uh in you know in that topic uh okay okay maybe not that much lately because i'm old now you know so (laughs) (laughs) porn is not that interesting anymore yeah Uh, but but, you know but still uh i think um uh as far as for me it's like a steep learning curve right now uh i'm doing new stuff like almost on a weekly basis uh you know but i'm not afraid of it you know sometimes i get embarrassed and i blush and i feel you know i get really like self uh, aware or or yeah of you conscious. know yeah self-conscious that's mm-hmm. the word yeah but i am you know i'm i'm trying to learn to free my mind from all the you know uh negative thoughts and all the you know boundaries that i'm kind of brought up with because i was you know i was brought up by a, like a like a fundamental christian uh you know family so i do have a lot of those old you know rules and regulations and dogmas and, you know and that whole christian bullshit that i don't believe in, but it's still kind of in my bones, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So sometimes I do. shapes
0: the way you think about the world, even if you don't believe in it, because it's how you learned how to think about
2: it. Yeah. And I still, you know, when I really fucking don't like someone or I see like uh, some bad shit happening, I still, you know, think, I hope that guy goes to hell, you know, but, you know, but still, even though I don't believe in it, it's, it's, it's kind of instilled in me, you know, Mm as a person so that's uh that's definitely something i'm working on uh, trying to get rid of all that old moral bullshit you know that i've been brought up with i think yeah
0: i really like the idea of learning more about yourself in in a lot of different ways through dating and i was thinking about one time i mean gosh it must have been i was it was before i was even married i went on uh it wasn't even really a date. It was like a singles group gathering, but we went spelunking, like caving uh, mm-hmm. in this like crazy. cave. And there was this one space where the person who was leading the caving expedition was like, does mm-hmm. anyone think they can get in there? And the, it was maybe three or four feet wide and about a foot deep um, mm. at the, deep at the widest point up and down Mm -hmm. and it was muddy on the bottom. And all these people were like, no, 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 no. And one guy tried to go in feet first on his back and he made it like maybe to his hips. And I was like, you know what? I think I can do it. I'm going to try. And so I put myself like face first down in this mud and Mm -hmm. like belly crawled under this top of this cave and it emerged into like a big other cave room. And it made me Ooh. feel like, you know what? I can do more than I think I can. And I could, like, it was really a weirdly empowering thing. And then a couple other people were like, well, she can do it. I could do it. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. That sounds incredibly terrifying. <laughs> um, it was a I, little yeah. scary, but it was awesome. And it was definitely like, that was the first thing that came to mind when you said self-discovery through dating, like trying things that are outside of your comfort zone and seeing what happened.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I would never crawl in that space, by the way.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't change careers and become a professional spelunker, <laughs> but I'm really glad that I tried it.
2: I actually tried to be a fireman uh When I was in the army, because that was one of the ways you could, you know, choose to be uh, educated as a fireman. But I failed at the whole uh, claustrophobia test where they made you crawl through a tube underwater. Oh, Yeah. So, yeah. So, of course, then I realized because my grandfather used to be a fireman. So I I, I wanted to be like him, you know, Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I just realized, okay, I'm claustrophobic, maybe not like in a big way, but enough that I can't be a fireman, you know. I can't crawl to tight spaces. Well,
1: and I think with any kind of like exploration, mm-hmm. you find out your the things you can do and the things maybe that are your hard boundaries, right? Like, yeah, yeah even listening to that gave me so much anxiety. I was like, oh no, what if you get stuck? Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh no, this <laughs> sounds horrible. Especially going head first. Pants? I oh. ruined even the underwear underneath the pants. I ruined my shoes. <laughs> uh, but
2: <laughs> Cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny, because when I think of like discovering new things with dates, my mind, and maybe it's just because I'm like food obsessed, but like I think of all the different kinds of meals that I've tried, you know, because I grew up in a very small town. We had like we had like a McDonald's, but otherwise basically just like supper clubs and and diner food like that was the most that we would ever have and so when i moved to a big city i was like you can get thai food whenever you want this is amazing this is the coolest thing i've ever seen you know and there was tons there's a lot of culture and different things to explore um, even in this Midwestern town. And, you know, I can't even imagine going to say like much bigger towns or, or cities and, and different countries, things like that, uh, and exploring so much more. But that's also like potentially a thing you could do through dating is like I'm going yeah. to go and, you know, have a long distance date with someone in a totally different city or country or, you know, area of the world. and yeah. uh, And that seems so exciting as well. And of
0: course yeah I'm just like I would try all the different food. Oh that sounds so, so cool. So supper clubs <laughs> are kind of a unique thing. I can relate Western to that. Thing. And mm. I think actually Lindsay you might want to tell our listeners what a supper club is just in case they oh. don't know, because even though it's ubiquitous here it's sort of
1: unique. It is true. Mm. It's very regional to the Midwest. A supper club is like a it's a bar with a um a restaurant. I mean it's a bar restaurant, right? But like I would go with my parents. We would sit literally at the bar, even though I was a child. <laughs> mm. I would get a Shirley Temple, which is an non alcoholic drink. My parents mm. would get uh, drinks, and we'd wait for our table to be uh, like to be freed up. And mm. I mean, I don't even know why it's called a supper club. I don't think you needed a membership. It's not like a like a yacht club. It was very very like diner food. I mean, it may be a little bit nicer than diner, but yeah, yeah it's a uh, very yeah.
0: American traditional food, yeah. like
1: steak and, vegetables, steak and potatoes, steak yeah. and potatoes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that, those are very common in the Midwest. The, that was like the nice thing to do on a Saturday night is go to a supper club. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, or have your birthday. Like I remember having my birthday at supper clubs when I was a very small child and having like, expensive i'm mean, quote i'm using quotes right like uh air quotes expensive taste and getting like the scallops and i was like i'm so <laughs> fancy i got yeah. scallops. <laughs> because I think that was I not actually, something no. i would ev- ever we don't have those like we don't eat those <laughs> you know, like that's not something you can have in just like small rinky tink town like ours so yeah
2: i actually went to a place that used to be that used to be a supper club as far as i remember still and uh, it was in uh New Orleans uh, in 2010, and it's a bar called the Apple Barrel, and it's in Frenchman Street. And on top of the bar, there's a restaurant called the Adolfo's, but it's, you know it's basically the same place, mm-hmm. and it, it's the same concept. You you have to be seated at the bar, and you order drinks, and it can basically take three hours before you actually get a table. <laughs> oh. but, mm-hmm but the then food this is probably guy probably better in new orleans mm-hmm. Yes. It, it it was really great food but you know after after like a couple of hours this guy just runs down the stairs and then he just yells out your name and and then you just have to run up and <laughs> and you have your table but that was more like you know uh what, what is called uh, uh new orleans cuisine you know but you mm-hmm. know uh, yeah yeah y- you know crawfish and all that stuff you know yeah. Cajun you know. food yeah Cajun yeah. food yeah mm-hmm. soul food yeah
1: yeah. So my yeah my immediate like uh, discovery mind went to like, ooh, all the different kinds of food you can discover. And it's just like any kind of experience could be that way. Of course, my mind is like, oh, I would like to do that. That's what I want to experience. But then uh, have you gotten into any new interests other than like potentially like kink? which I think is really common. A lot of people who enter into poly, they meet new people, mm. some of whom are kinky and then they go, Oh, I want to try the new, I want to try those things. That sounds fun and sexy. That's very common. But like, have you had any other um, interests developed?
2: Yeah, I think uh, um, this might sound strange, but uh, I'm kind of dating a girl that's from Iran, which mm-hmm. is kind of special for me. Uh, I've, I've, I've never dating uh, I, I've. I've never dated foreigners, you know, uh, I'm, I'm making the quote sign now. Uh, uh, and she's from a really different culture uh, sure, and yeah. her, and her parents are really strict. So, and she's, and she's kind of on the fence on the whole poly thing, uh, poly thing, because it's, uh, really far fetched, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for her. But I do think that's kind of, um, uh, a new experience for me uh stuff that i haven't done before like i'm i'm trying to get to know her culture uh you know her ways her her ways of thinking uh, and yeah and and also uh i've uh, learned to like uh, some other music stuff that i haven't listened to before you know by meeting people i've uh, i've actually gotten into some rap music which is pretty you know it's not something that i that i would do you know willingly ever uh <laughs> but 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 yeah but yeah that, death
1: metal and uh yeah <laughs> they're, they are yeah. kind of different on the spectrum of music they're definitely not a, they're not near one another necessarily so that's funny yeah.
2: but but i do think that the most important thing that uh, you know dating has made me do or experience in new things is that it it has made me more open Uh, you know, more open-minded. I feel more comfortable, you know, talking about my own life. Uh, And I also do think it has made me a better listener because, uh, you know, I used to be a rock musician. And so I'm basically a narcissist with a guitar. Uh, So I, I haven't really been a good listener always, but that's been one of the things that I've been learning lately, you know, shut my mouth and just listen.
1: I feel like for Katie and I, this podcast has helped us with that, right? Like, I I feel like I ask people these kind of questions oftentimes mm. in, like, what is a normal, should be a normal conversation where someone's talking about, you know, I don't know, something random. And then I'm just like, yeah, tell me more about that. Uh, how do you, what, where did that come from? Did it have something to do with your parents? You know, like, and I'm like, why am yeah. I doing this? <laughs> what am I doing?
0: <laughs> wait, wait, this isn't an interview. This is yeah. not an
1: interview. What am I doing? Yeah. Although dating can feel that way, right? Like sometimes not, maybe not like clinical and interview process, but. not um, a list of questions,
2: but yeah, yeah. hopefully.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. You know, sometimes uh, at least at the first date, it, it feels like a job into you, I guess. You know, you have to kind of brag about yourself without sounding braggy if that's mm-hmm. a, you know uh and also listen and be charming and all that stuff yeah it's it's uh, it's hard
0: i do think that another thing you can that dating can be really useful for especially when you're sort of in that early exploration phase of dating yeah. is also like trying new activities together like i've had some great dates where there was like an activity at our local art museum that involved some kind of like, okay, you walk around and look at the art. There's also music happening and drinks, but there might also be like a craft table and like, Hey, let's make something together or let's both sit down and make something. Um, And just, you know, really, again, like try a different part of your brain
2: Mm, out on a date.
0: Um, I had one really memorable date where uh, the guy who I was going out with knows one of the local, like, micro radio disc jockeys and was like, let's just go and hang out um, at this radio station and, like, you know, see if he'll let us, like, be part of the show. And he's like a very strange out there kind of a DJ. And so it's like some music, some art interpretation, some poetry, some of this, some of that. And it was absolutely weird experience, but it was super fun and interesting. And like the most unusual date I've ever been on.
2: That was really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think getting creative that way or in any way can kind of, really show you another side of the person and them another side of you and maybe you, another side of you.
2: I can really, uh, I can really uh, relate to that because a lot of the good stuff that has happened to me in my life has been in that kind of situations where I've, where I've actually had the guts to just, you know, to just jump out and do something like that I've never done before. Uh, And then, and it has made me meet all these really cool people. uh, And in, it has been kind of a thing for me that I've met, I think, almost all my musical idols. And it's, it's all been by luck and chance. But in, in the bottom, it's, it's always been because I've done something extra. Like I traveled to Canada to see Megadeth and Slayer play for the first time together since the Clash of the Titans tour in 1991. This was back in 2009. And I went to this metal bar, the only metal bar, I think, in Vancouver, I sat down and I started to drink whiskey and beer. And this guy sits down next to me and he starts, you know, he, he seems kind of slick. He has his you know, like Elvis kind of hair and he's all tan and stuff. Uh, and after like an hour, he asked me, what, so why are you here? And I said, yeah, you know, uh, I traveled from Oslo in Norway uh, just to see Megadeth and Slayer, you know, play together tomorrow. And, and then all of a sudden he got really silent. And I thought that was kind of weird. I was like, "Why is he not talking now? Did I say something wrong? Does he think Slayer is bad?"
0: Uh.
2: <laughs> but then he said to me, "Yeah, that's that's funny because I'm I'm actually the manager for Megadeth."
1: Oh, nice!
2: Uh, so, uh, short story, uh, he gave me backstage passes.
1: Oh wow! Uh,
2: and now today, I've been the meet-and-greet coordinator for Megadeth on every show in Norway since that year, actually.
1: Wow. And wow, beca- cool.
2: And because of that, now I am the meet-and-greet coordinator for a big rock festival that's called Towns of Rock, where, you know, our maiden are going to play next year, you know, Deep Purple, all those big bands. And I think that's been kind of been kind of the story of my life, that even though I've been an introvert and kind of like a people-hater... Mm-hmm. Uh, i i I do every now and then i i just go out there and i try to make a connection and most of the time you know something good happens you know and i think that was my motivation for you know reaching out to you guys because in my experience it's uh up until now it it's always been a good thing to dare something new you know to you know go out of the comfort zone you know
1: yeah, that actually reminds me, someone asked me out on a first date and they asked uh, if I would do a an escape room with them. Mm. And my first thought, also because I'd never, I've never done an escape room before, was... Mm that's the creepiest thing anyone has ever asked me. (laughs) and I don't know why, but I immediately was like, I don't want to be trapped in a room with you. I don't know you, you know, like, and so I immediately shut it down and I told a couple friends of mine and they were like, that's the best date. That's the, you would learn so much about a person and how well they cooperate and like communicate. And they're like, I, I, I don't know why you would uh why you would disagree with that and I was like, "Oh, I guess I never thought about it." And again, I had never I've never done an escape room before, so I didn't know that they'd be there'd be other people there and and we'd probably be grouped up with other folks and and it would be a good learning experience. And I kind of regretted it cuz instead we went to a bar, you know, like and just mm. hung out and had burgers or something and and how boring, you know. And it was still a really good date, right? This person was really nice, but like, I, I think about that all the time. Like, oh, I should have just ran with that. What an awesome, like, fun and unique idea. And I've still never done it. And now
0: I'm like, I'm going to steal that one day. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe totally. I'll do that with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did but one I, of those with my daughter and yeah. a bunch of her friends for one of her birthdays. And, um, you know, we failed. We died or whatever. <laughs> and I, but um, it was definitely a way to see how everybody thinks and like under pressure and cooperate
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But, and what a know, like fun uh, idea
2: but i do understand uh, your skepticism you know right. because you always have that uh, you know quote from uh, what is called silence of the lambs uh, <laughs> it it puts the lotion on its skin you know uh,
0: <laughs> so you
2: know the idea of being trapped, you know, with a stranger, in a, you know, in that kind of setting, I I think I would be skeptical. Yeah.
1: Right. Maybe a good second date or something like that. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. We had never ended up doing it. I think maybe because I was so, uh,
0: I, maybe I was, I ex- you slammed the no down. So right. Hard. <laughs>
1: right. It could be that they were like, Oh, okay. Obviously that's not your jam. Okay. We won't do that. But, yeah. um, but yeah, maybe it would be a good second date.
2: <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: Well, and uh, I was I was actually thinking about that. Like, uh, do you have or maybe like open it up? We can start brainstorming. Are there good uh, date ideas for folks for like self-discovery or or getting out of your comfort zone? Because, you know, so often folks will be like dinner and a movie or whatever. And and Mm. that can be fun, obviously. And especially if you're just more into talking and learning about one another, like eating and you know conversing over a meal is is a pretty normal thing to do but mm. i also thought it might be fun to think of things that are kind of outside of the box like
2: how what would be a good thing to do to to learn more about somebody i think maybe any situation that we kind of apply any form of you know light pressure uh, maybe an easy thing like you know going out to the woods making a fire uh uh you know like a small picnic thing where you still have to kind of cope with that. You're not in a room there's not any toilet around. You don't have the comforts <laughs> of, you know, uh, normal society, uh, mm. you know, just to go somewhere that's not that, you know, uh, normal and not, and not that comfortable. So yeah, maybe out in the woods or maybe out on a boat or, you know, doing something that's, you know, it, it, that's not that comfortable. I think for most people where, you know, where both uh, you and your date have to kind of, you have to focus on the situation and on where you are and not on, you know, just your own thoughts. You, you, you actually have to do something, you know,
0: and there's something sort of cooperative Mm -hmm. about it too. Like you both need to work together to cook a meal over a fire at a campground type of space.
1: Yeah. I would still suggest probably second or third date kind of thing. I would Mm. never go out in the woods with a stranger. (laughs) Uh, Me neither. Never, never.
0: Yep. That's a a hard limit. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you know, you could do something like that in a park locally.
2: (laughs) Just in too many horror movies. Right. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, stay out of the forest is a big uh true crime saying which I love oh. yeah, stay out of the forest. <laughs> and the basement, mm-hmm. right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, and the basement, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um I think maybe trying to like make something like mm-hmm. some kind of project. Like I know here there's some chain hardware stores that do like little workshops. I've never done this on a date, but it might be fun. Like to go, like let's build a birdhouse. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> like or the yeah. the sip and
1: there's a lot of sip and paint places where you can have a drink and you can paint a picture together. And those have always been really fun. I've I've really only done bit. them with like ladies' mm-hmm. nights kind of things, but th-
0: I think it would be a fun date too. And that'd be more date like I think, mm-hmm. which is probably could be good.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or maybe like going to like a. Laundry mat slash bar place, which is everywhere now. You know, you can wash your dirty laundry and also have a drink. (laughs) You know, maybe that would be a good thing. I don't know.
1: Well, I could also see someone like, or like both parties on different dates, bringing them to their favorite band, like a concert. Like, cause you can tell a lot about somebody from like uh, the kind of music they're super into. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I could also see that being really cool Uh, or, or, if there's like an old movie like a drive-through a drive-in movie mm-hmm. or an old movie playing at a theater i know i've had a really good time with that before uh, a league of their own was playing which is mm-hmm. like a 20 something year old movie right it's it's mm-hmm. it was made in the early 90s and and mm-hmm. it was playing at a really cool theater here in Milwaukee and uh, it was a really fun date. I was like, Oh man, this movie holds up. I love this. And so cool. being able to take someone and in, into an, to an old movie mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed when I was a kid uh, and, and, and experiencing that again as an adult was really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, like something like that would be fun too.
2: I think uh, it's like I've always said, if you want to see a grown man cry, take me to an R Maiden show, you know, <laughs> it, 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 you know, it, it sounds really stupid but you know it it's the only show that I've ever cried like and I never, like really cried like ugly cried you know not like a tear in my eye but like it, it's just so o- overwhelming so if if you want to see a grown man cry girls out there take me to an Iron Maiden show
0: <laughs> I have not been to an Iron Maiden show since 1986 yes.
2: <laughs> Yeah but that gives you cred because yeah. I was like 6 years old then and- <laughs> And I wish, sad. I wish I would have be been at that show.
0: <laughs> the it year before o. I was born. For them, it was yeah. the two minutes to mm. midnight
2: tour. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> really cool. I envy you now. <laughs> you just rise in my cool scale. Was like <laughs> a thousand percent right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's
1: really cool. funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, is there anything else ideas
0: or I don't have fun any questions? Specific, but those were some really fun ideas, and I think it's really an interesting question. Like trying to think of what's something different that you could do that would mm-hmm. make a date memorable and offer the opportunity to maybe learn something about yourself and the other person. Yeah. There are I also a are... couple
1: challenges that I've seen folks share, like being going on a date, but only being able to spend throughout the entire date, $10, you know, like yeah. uh, so what can I find in the city that we both live in that uh, is, is uh, super cheap or free. Uh, mm. Those can be really fun and interesting, you know, cause you, it gets you out of your like comfort zone of just, well, I'll just pay for it and then we'll do whatever we want. Um, mm. But then also, and I've seen people and this was like, On a Netflix show. So maybe not super realistic, but they bought the cheapest flight like Mm -hmm. a like a for a one night date and then it was Mm -hmm. it was the it was the show master of none with aziz ansari it was kind of interesting they just went to tennessee for a night and then (laughs) went back you know home um and they had a really great time because it was like the cheapest flight they could possibly find and so it is kind of like not in everyone's you know ability level by any means but uh but they you know went somewhere they had never been had a fun date in tennessee and then flew back home and i was like oh my again God, not a first date not, activity no but probably a not, really no. fun idea for something to do with somebody who if you, do you have need. some yeah you know like say you got a you know 400 hundred dollar tax return and you're like this is free money to me i'm just gonna see what i can do with it like yeah i could see that happening with some people but uh i as and in watching it i was like that's a really cool idea i don't think i'd ever do it but it's a really cool idea
2: <laughs> yeah but um it is a really cool idea I I haven't done that for dates but I I I have flown across the world just to see one concert uh, you mm-hmm. know several times you know it's not a date but you know it it's an investment you mm-hmm. know it's, it's memories so I think I would definitely uh fly you know somewhere to meet you know to meet just to meet someone for a dinner or maybe escape room or whatever <laughs>
1: right like meeting halfway somewhere that both of you hadn't been, but like, so say, you know, I, if I'm dating someone in California and just like, mm. let's both fly to Kansas, you know, somewhere right in the <laughs> middle, <laughs> South yeah. Dakota, who knows where, but like right in the in middle. Kansas
2: anymore. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, And you could find, I mean, you can probably find something interesting anywhere. Yeah, sure. Right. So yeah, that could be really interesting too. And just yeah. discovering new things. Right. Yeah. And
0: yeah. I mean, even if it's not a great actual experience it's a great story mm. right like afterwards you're yeah. gonna love telling the story
2: yeah sure of for course. sure mm-hmm.
1: and if it's good company it doesn't really matter what you do it's it's mm. just good company right yeah i've yeah. had dates at bookstores that were basically free because i didn't even buy a book right like so mm. um you can go you could show them what books you're into they can recommend books to you and and vice versa and and that mm. has been really fun too
0: a totally free date just Hanging out at a bookstore.
2: Sounds cool. I'm a reader. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, well, and yeah, if you can a
0: really interesting way to get to know somebody, too, because you definitely can tell a lot about somebody's personality by what kind of things they like to read and yeah. the kind of questions they ask about your reading. Yeah. Similarly, like a record store. And I just think
1: that if you can incorporate into your date supporting a small business, that's always going to be a plus in my head like, because I own a small business. So I'm like, yeah, always, always do that. Please <laughs> go wow. somewhere and buy something from a, not a big chain. Uh, that's always really cool, too. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Like a record store, a bookstore, um, you know. Your employer. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, again, not a first date. Don't go to a sex toy store unless you really have that kind of relationship with them. But that could be fun and a learning experience as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and then have the like caveat, you can't spend more than $20. Like that's <laughs> going to be tough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's going to be the
2: small one. Though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Sample sizes.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. all right cool well i'm so glad that we were able to get you on the podcast uh finally after after chit-chatting online for a couple of months yeah this
0: was really fun this was really fun thank you very much for joining us john for asking Lindsay if you could be on glad you did I'm a fan
2: <laughs> i'm really grateful that you had me and i had a really good time uh so thank you guys it's been really cool
0: awesome. terrific. um i hope you have the a really good rest of your date I think being on a podcast on a date is also super unusual.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely another stress factor. She's been laughing her ass off in the background here. Okay. I don't know if you heard Excellent. it. Well, yeah. tell her we
0: appreciate her uh, tolerance and uh, willingness to have you do this from her kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and adding one more idea
1: to all of our date ideas, uh, be on our podcast uh, yeah. on Ooh, a date. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could do a yeah. interview. Yeah,
2: totally. My, We've done them before. Yeah, it's been a year of podcast for me i'm actually going to do an iron maiden podcast in august
0: awesome. uh, that's awesome. um, that'll be fun this
2: is my first podcast but i'm going to do two ones this year so it's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of cool you know yeah, yeah. Was fun. that
1: yeah. was really cool. yeah.
2: awesome well, all
1: thank right you so well much. thanks very much
2: okay thank you guys all right take care everybody take care bye, bye.
1: And that is it from us at Polyamory Uncensored. We have been Lindsay Miller and Katie Williams. We'd like to thank podcast husband Rob for being our sound engineer.
0: And thank you, Lindsay, for editing this podcast so that we sound smart.
1: You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Polyamory Uncensored.
0: Contact us at polyamoryuncensored at gmail.com if you have a listener question or a comment. And if you'd like to support us at all,
1: you can send us a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Uncensored, and
0: simply click on the support this podcast button. If you'd like to support the podcast with a one-time contribution, we've set up a PayPal link to make it super easy. Thank you for your support in any amount at paypal.me slash Uncensored. We hope you've enjoyed this
1: episode and remember,
0: we love you. Bye.